The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. One more lesson from the prophet Zechariah this evening. And we'll look at this almost one word at a time here as we meditate upon the death of our brother and our God, from Zechariah chapter 12. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child, And grieve bitterly for him, as one grieves for a firstborn son. On that day the weeping in Jerusalem will be as great as the weeping of Hadad-Rimmon in the plain of Megiddo. The land will mourn, each clan by itself with their wives by themselves. The clan of the house of David and their wives. The clan of the house of Nathan and their wives clan of the house of Levi and their wives, the clan of the house of Shimei and their wives, and all the rest of the clans and their wives. This is the word of the Lord. Zechariah prophesied this very day. He knew that we would be here and that we would look on our God dead. It's shocking. It's brutal. But it is obvious all the same who it is that we are looking upon. It is our God. Who else can make such stunning promises that he made? Who else can say that I will pour out my Holy Spirit on the house of David and they will look on me? Only God can make such a promise. As shocking, as awful as it is to think about, we know who we are looking upon. We are looking upon our God, and he is dead. Look on him. Don't glimpse. Don't look away. Don't avert your eyes. Look on the one who has been pierced. Zechariah goes further. He sees that this God, our God, who is dead, has been pierced. And I need you to know something. That it is not the kind of piercing that we think of today. 
It is not like a mother taking her young daughter to get her ears pierced. When the people in biblical times thought about piercing, they thought about a spear. And they remembered stories like Saul saying to his armor bearer, run me through, and he ran him through. And he put a spear right through his guts and out his back. Zechariah saw it. He saw it and he knew that this day would come that we would look on our God who is dead, pierced. All the way through. To the heart. And and so we, we can actually pinpoint what Zechariah saw that day. He did not see during the passion of Jesus the crown of thorns that sat on his head piercing his brow. He did not see, not yet at least, the hands and the feet that were pierced with nails. He's not talking about that kind of piercing, is he? Because that's not the kind of piercing that will kill you. Yes, it hurts. But it will not kill you. He's talking about the moment that John describes so vividly in his Gospel. Where the Roman soldier gets out the spear and he takes it and he shoves it deep into Jesus' body, destroying whatever organs were not destroyed yet, piercing all the way to his heart and outflowed, you remember, blood and water. Zechariah saw this day when we would look on our God pierced and dead. Look on Him. Don't look away. Don't avert your eyes. Don't look down. Look on Him. Zechariah goes still further and he does a little bit of a crime scene investigation. He wants to know who did it. He wants to know who the perpetrators are. He wants to know who the murderers are. And you would think, oh, it must be the Babylonians. They're the ones that did it. They're God's enemies. Or maybe it's the Assyrians. Maybe it was before that. Certainly it could not be the very people of God who would pierce their own God and leave Him dead on a cross. It could not be them, right? But Zechariah identifies the killer. And he testifies to it. Do you know who they are? The same people on whom God has richly poured out His Holy Spirit. The people of God. The house of David. The people who believe in Him. They look on Him. The ones. They have pierced. Zechariah, he must have read his own prophecy and thought, we did it. We killed God. We pierced Him. 
Now look down into your own hands. Do you see the spear there? As he drops to the floor. Every rebellious act. Every idolatry. Every sexual sin. Every time you chased money before God. Every ambition and pride. Every word of gossip. Every hurtful word. Every lazy act. You did it. You pierced him. And now he's dead. Zechariah saw this day. He prophesied it. He knew that we'd be here looking upon our God who is dead, pierced by the ones on whom God has richly poured out his Holy Spirit. How are we supposed to feel about this? Should we, should we act like nothing happened? <laughs> a lot of people are. They think that Good Friday is nothing more than a day when, when you don't have to move your car because there's no street sweeping. Or maybe it's just a day when your kids don't have school. Everyone just passes by as if nothing happened. Is that how we should feel? Or, or should we be in denial, you know, where you, where you say, certainly what I have done is not that bad. It did not merit the death of the Son of God. Or, or should we feel guilt that wells up into despair? And it says, Zechariah, you're right. I did do it. And I'm beyond redemption. God could never love me. My sins are too great. I took the spear. I plunged it in Jesus' heart. And now he's dead. Just send me to hell already. Is that how we should feel? Zechariah shows to us today what we might call a spirit-led and a spirit-filled way of feeling good Friday. You know what he says we should do and how we should feel? He says that we should mourn. And he actually gets really specific about it. He says, nobody can mourn for you. Everybody's going to mourn individually. Every husband, every wife, every tribe. Everyone's going to mourn it individually as they look on their God who is dead. Zechariah, we, sh we should say more. Zechariah says we should mourn in the most extreme way that a human being possibly can. We should mourn 
like a mother who has lost her only son. We should mourn like a father mourns as he holds his dead daughter in his arms. We should mourn as if we have lost a family member, he says. And you know he's right. We should mourn as if we have lost a family member. Because we really, truly have. Jesus is our brother. A true brother. I want you to think about what a true brother is like. He's always there for you. No matter what you do, Oh man, and if you were in deep trouble, what would he do? He'd cover it. And if he, you needed him to, what would he do? A true brother would die for you, wouldn't he? Jesus is a true brother. He took what we truly deserved on himself. Zechariah saw this day. Look on him and don't look away. Don't ever look away because you are looking on not only your God but on your true brother who went all the way and he gave his last breath for you and he set you free. Today is a day of mourning because we've lost our brother. But we have also gained our Father. Think on that. You see, it is at the cross when we see our capacity towards violence. But we also see at the cross the heart of our God to take it. It is at the cross when we see our willingness to sin. But it is at the cross at the same time when we see that fatherly heart that just will not quit on us. He will not quit on us. He will even give His only Son. Today is a day of mourning. We've lost our brother, but we've gained our Father. And so... We lament today. Tomorrow, we wait. And on Sunday, the farther we have gained in our Jesus, will give back our brother. Amen.